we welcome you now to a true church perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. Directives 2020. Statement of faith. I call it directives. Same thing. Fellowship. First, this is what we believe about fellowship. We as a fellowship of believers, that's what we are, right? Come together to worship God in song, study his word, and unite with like-minded believers to build the kingdom of God that our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is king and ruler over. Amen? 1 John 1 and 3. That which we have seen and heard declare we unto you that ye also may have what? May have what? Fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. So this is why we fellowship. We fellowship to strengthen each other, encourage each other. We sing songs. We study his word. We come to church. Man, I mean, we hang around. Yeah, some of y'all hang around for over an hour after service. Just talking and fellowshipping and loving on one another, which is, which is awesome. That's what it's all about because we get strength from one another. We get encouragement. We set examples for one another. And we, we, we become the believers that we are supposed to become just by being in fellowship with one another. Y'all believe that? Amen. Look at somebody and say, buy in. You got to buy into the fellowship or you're going to be feeling, feeling some kind of way. Yes, you will. And that offense will grow in you. And that bait for Satan will grow in you. And then Satan going to get you. Amen. And then you ain't going to do nothing but leave here and take it somewhere else. So you might as well deal with it. Look at somebody and say, deal with it here. Amen. Bait. Look at somebody and say, bait. That's, that's it. It's bait. So get the bait out of you. Amen. Pull the old hook out your heart. And get cured. You've carried that around too long. It's paralyzed your life. You are stuck in a standstill. You can't buy into the fellowship because you don't trust nobody because you got hurt by somebody. That don't have nothing to do with ABC. And you can't take that out on everyone that you come in contact with. Look at somebody say, get healed. We are the temple of the Holy Ghost. And Christ dwells in us all. Amen? Look at somebody say, you are the temple. You're the temple of the Holy Ghost. This is why we have to watch our temple. Protect our temple. Amen? Because it's the temple of the Holy Ghost. You are sharing your body with the Holy Ghost. Christ dwells in us. We believe in keeping our temples clean. How? Spiritually and naturally. We need to go on spiritual cleanses and natural cleanses. Turn the TV off. Stop watching all the Fridays. The Friday marathon. Ain't but three. You need to go on a cleanse, a spiritual cleanse. Quit watching cussing and nudity. Or you're going to be thinking about it. Then dreaming about it. Then going and trying to make it happen. Can I preach in here? So you go on a spiritual cleanse to make sure that junk is not in you. Then you go on a natural. You got to go on a natural cleanse too. You can't eat a honey bun every day. You can't get fries on the side every time you eat. Once you get 30, you got to cut that. You just have to cut that out. Amen. And you know the natural. Well, I told y'all, y'all seen Pharmacos. The natural affects the spiritual. 
Some of y'all crazy because of what you eat. Yeah, you eat, you, you keep eating uh, beefaroni. <laughs> a can of something all the time, a can of something. You're going to be thinking crazy. We believe in keeping our temples clean spiritually and naturally. This enables us to enter into God's presence with what? See, this is the problem. You can't come into his presence with confidence if you're not keeping yourself clean. You enter his presence with confidence because the anointing of God's spirit dwells within you. You, you have confidence because you know you're doing your part. So I expect God to do his part because I'm doing my part. Well, but it ain't about works. Ain't nobody said nothing about works. It's about grace and faith. But the only way to build faith is doing your part. You can't, you can't go before God with grandmama's faith. Big mama's faith it has to be your faith. How do you build your faith? Faith comes by what? Hey, if you ain't coming, if the word isn't building your faith, you don't have none. And the application of the word, that's hearing, the application of it. Don't be hearers only. Be what? That's the application. The application of it is important because if you're not applying it, then it's not going to work when you come before him. You're not going to have the confidence. First Corinthians 3 and 16. Know ye not that ye are the temple of God and that the spirit of God does what? Dwelleth in you. We are also, we are also collectively the body of Christ. We are his bride and a remnant of believers called out of the world to unite with him and set up his kingdom on earth. So we all united. We are the kingdom of God. Amen. Uh, uh, we are the church of God collectively. So individually, we're the temples of God or the church. And then collectively, we are the church. Amen. When God was dealing with the seven churches of Asia, he spoke to the pastor of each church about what was going to happen to the church as a collective body. Amen. One person sinned in Israel. One person sinned. Everybody got punished. The entire group. Because they were a collective unit. Amen. Yeah. So, as a collective unit, I believe that the whole body of Christ is being persecuted now. Because of the wilding out of some of the people in the church. Because of the secret sensitive movement and people minimizing the power of God, people afraid of the gifts of God, people preaching against the gifts and all of those kind of things, they've stifled the entire body of Christ and hurt us as a collective group. We are his bride and remnant. Our physical building is not sacred, but it is a shell or comfortable setting in which we may fellowship. So ABC is a church. But it's not a, it's not holy ground. I know some of y'all was taught that. And if a kid ran up on the stage, he was going to drop dead. No, no, leave him alone. Let God get him. God going to strike him down because that's what a preacher preach. Now, if that was the case, that preacher would have dropped dead. He didn't walk up there a couple of times. Yeah, amen. Things wasn't all together. You stayed alive. Don't be killing kids. <laughs> didn't kill you <laughs> yeah they taught that kind of stuff don't, don't you run up there boy the Lord gonna get you holy ground that's holy ground 
No, we don't believe that the building is sacred. Although we ain't coming in here like a bunch of clubbers either. We're gonna, but, but you shouldn't be doing that at home. You shouldn't be, amen, amen. You don't wear your club attire to church. You shouldn't own that. I don't care how, how, how great the sale was. And how long you've had it. And how happy you are, you can still fit it. Amen. Some of us would disagree. <laughs> Colossians 1 and 24. Who now rejoice in my sufferings for you and fill up that which is behind of the afflictions of Christ in my flesh for his body's sake, which is the what? The entire unified church. Amen. So we are collectively the body of Christ, but our physical building, we call it a church, but it's only God's temple because we're all in here. Amen. This is what we believe about salvation at ABC. We believe that a person is saved when they believe the gospel of Jesus Christ and apply it to their daily lives. Amen. Amen. Some churches do it. They say Romans 10 and 9 is a sinner's prayer. They call you up. They sit you in the chair. It's a whole formality. We don't do any of that. If you believe, come on, come, come go with us. That's the way we've done it. Amen. And we trust you to have a born again experience. Because we can't make you have that. You have to have, look at point at somebody and say, you have to have it. You have to have a born again experience. Salvation is on you. Amen. Bring you up here and go through the formality, but if it doesn't arrest your heart, then you're not saved. Amen. So we let you do that. The foundation of everyone that believes is solely based on the written word of God and their desire to conform to it. Denying oneself, taking up one's cross, following the word of God is the true plan of salvation and ultimately saves us from eternal punishment. That's the plan of salvation. Don't nobody want to preach that one. If we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in our heart, God raised from dead, you shall be saved. That's the one everybody wants. What is that, Romans 10 and 9? Yeah, that's the one everybody wants. Nobody wants this one. Deny oneself, take up one's cross, and follow him. Yeah. Now, if I'm going to have a plan of salvation, it needs to be Jesus' plan. Amen. Not saying what Paul said wasn't true. That, that, that's true. But there, there has to be some self-denial involved, too. Matthew 16 and 24. Then said Jesus unto his disciples, if any man will come after me, let him what? Deny himself. Take up his cross. Follow me. Oh, but that was just for the disciples. No, if. What did he say? If any man will come after me. How many, how many in here is any man? Woman too. You came from man. It's any. That's everyone. Baptism. We believe that baptism is an act that symbolizes the regeneration by God's spirit in the natural realm. Man, we had a wonderful baptism, didn't we? Amen. Oh, it made the devil awfully mad. The water symbolizes cleansing from demonic forces and submerging in symbolic, is symbolic of death to our old man and regeneration into a new life. So if you're still doing what the old man did, were you regenerated into a new life? 
this message is too holiness for somebody. Amen. And let the conviction of the Lord save you and change you. Don't sit here and get mad. <laughs> Making it like I ain't saved. Maybe you're not. Just get saved. That's what we used to do. Preacher be preaching. We just get on our knees. While he was up preaching, we'd just turn around and oh Lord, that one right there got me. Wouldn't even wait to the end of the message. Yeah, that's what preaching is for. To tell you what you should stop doing. We do not baptize to be saved, but rather we baptize because we are saved. Acts 19 and 4. Then said Paul, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him which should come after him. That is on Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. With water. The Holy Ghost or Holy Spirit. It's the, look, somebody say the same thing. The Holy, the Holy Spirit in for white people and the Holy Ghost for all the other colors. That was taught. That used to be taught. See, the white folks say Holy Spirit because they scared of the power. Oh, but we say the Holy Ghost. Brother, you said the same thing. That's the most ignorant thing ever. It's the same thing. Is a spirit a ghost? Is a ghost a spirit? Yeah, you just test the Negro. Go in that house. There's spirits in there. Ah, it's the same thing. This is foolishness. They taught that, for real. One was more powerful than the other because it sounds scarier. The Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, we believe that the Spirit of God dwells in a person that believes the gospel. So when you believe the gospel, you open your heart up. The only way you are secured in salvation and the only way God is even going to know you are his is if, if his spirit comes in you. So there is a manifestation. Look at somebody say manifestation. Manifestation of his omnipresence that comes into you when you say, I receive you in my heart, Lord. And you are saved. Amen. Everybody good with that part? Amen. There is no salvation without the spirit of God. And this same spirit communes with our human spirit to teach, lead God us into the ways of our Lord Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit produces the fruit that enables us to walk according to God's will and deny fleshly work. Remember when you first, I got to take you back when you first got saved because some of y'all have changed significantly since then. But when you first got saved and the love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance came in you, it just started changing the stuff. So you try to react the way you used to, but the first thing you think of is, I'm saved now. I can't say that because I'm saved now. You know, some of y'all even got hood with it. Well, you better be glad I'm saved. Because <laughs> if this had been eight minutes ago, eight minutes, you just walked out the church. <laughs> but yeah, but the, the fruit of the Spirit begins to manifest and start changing things. So your reactions start changing, the way you thought, you go home, usually you'll turn on the TV and turn on some old foolishness, and now you want to leave the TV off and go pray or read the word. Something happened. 
the gifts of the spirit begin to operate. Amen. The Holy Spirit brought those. They are the fruits of the spirit. Fruit of the what? Spirit. What spirit? God's spirit, not your raggedy spirit. All your fruit was rotten. That's why you came to it. Your fruit had worms and stench. Your nasty fruit, those soft apples. The soft spot. <laughs> the bruise. Uh, you know, but that, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, you know, you, you, you want the fruit of the spirit because that's what changes your behavior. Amen. Holy Spirit produces that. We also believe that there are supernatural manifestations. Listen, y'all. Of God's spirit that work through us in the form of his gifts, power, and authority. Signs and wonders manifest through the spirit of God as well. So we're talking about the omnipresent spirit of God coming in us to live in us when we accept him. Then we're talking about the power of God, dunamis power coming upon us to use us for something. Or to do something supernatural. Amen. That's what the tarrying was for. They had it kind of mixed up a little bit when we were younger because they thought they were tarrying for the power just so you can have it as a keeper. No, that came when you accepted Christ. The spirit came in you to help you with the gift, with, with the fruit. But the power that they saw moving in the crowd and all of that, that was contingent upon other circumstances. So those are people that have given themselves totally to God, devoted totally to him emptied themselves out for God to have room to come and move through them that's the manifest presence of God uh oh somebody said he, ooh, he got the holiness message going up no it's just the truth it's all in the bible and I've seen it I've experienced it we just saw it during this fast all these testimonies we got we saw the manifest power of God come in ABC Aside from the spirit that's already in us, it came upon some people and did some miracles. 1 Corinthians 12 and 3. Wherefore I give you to understand that no man speaking by the spirit of God called Jesus accursed. And that no man can say that Jesus is the Lord but by what? So this is the only way you can even be saved is if the spirit is in you. How do I know it's in me? What do you like to do? When the spirit of getting a job is in you, you, you be filling out applications. When the spirit of taking a test is in you, you go to study it. When the spirit of partying and revelry is in you, you go buy that, you go put that dress on you think you can still fit. What do you like to do? What you like to do is go tell me what spirit is in you. I know I'm telling the truth because it's based on what the word says. The Holy Ghost. That's how you know. You can always tell what spirit somebody's operating. You can always tell what's in somebody. Their actions are going to always tell you. Those are the fruit. We shall know them by their what? Fruit. Tongues. These are unknown to the speaker tongues. But they are real, authentic languages. Amen. I'm about to go again. So somebody, this is the last Sunday. We believe that the gift of tongues. Look at somebody say gift. 
It's a gift. We believe that the gift of tongues is an authentic language given as the Holy Spirit gives utterance. Amen? Well, what about the groans? We ain't talking about the groans. We're talking about the language. The groans and the tongues are not the same thing. Groanings that you can't understand. We're talking about you making sounds. No! That needs to be cast out. That whale call. You go look in the bathtub and a beluga go be in there. That was so stupid. That's the stupidest thing I've said in it. <laughs> that ain't, no. We talking about tongues giving utterance. Not you groaning in the spirit, interpreting it in this. We're talking about tongues. Real tongues. Okay? Not no You didn't say nothing. You didn't say nothing. Or whatever you said, you said 80 times. That's not a language. And I'm not trying to mock folks, but I can't help it. Because they need to stop. Or you can do that, just don't call it tongues. You just got happy and stammered. You start stammering. You got happy and stammered. That's okay. Don't say it. It's a holy language. Nobody can understand. Angels got the concordance out. But you just, you, you just call it what it is. I can't stand folk get happy and jump, just jump, dive into the drums. Tear them up. And then when we hand them the bill, oh, no, man, you, you going to charge me for what the Holy Ghost did? Brother, Holy Ghost did not fling you into that $5,000 drum set. Holy Ghost would have spoke to you and said, no, not in that direction. Dive into what you can afford. Tear one of these chairs up. <laughs> Don't you dive into them drums, Jack. <laughs> Why folks do that? Don't blame it on the Lord. They just, ah, no, ah, just go like that. Like, brother, just say you got happy. Don't say, oh, the Lord grabbed me and <laughs> quit blaming it. That's just emotion. And it's okay to be emotional. We're an emotional people. Right? All of us. Those of you that grew up Baptist, y'all remember the woman screaming. Remember her? Every Baptist church had one. And it would only happen once a year. We don't know why, but once a year. Remember that? And she wait till it was quiet. But don't be blaming this stuff on the Lord. It's just emotion. And that's okay. We all get emotional. Amen? Amen. Just keep it together. But we believe that the gift of tongues is an authentic language given as the Holy Spirit gives us utterance. So the Holy Spirit's going to give you an authentic language for one of two reasons. One, most of the time because, well, back in the Bible days in Judea back then, there were a, a plethora of people that spoke different languages. So when the Holy Ghost came upon them, they didn't know what was going on. They thought the folk was drunk. They were able to understand their language. So they were un- able to understand the gospel for the first time. Okay? A lot of that has ceased. 
because it's just not necessary. You have Google Translate now. So it's just not necessary. But there's another reason God will give you tongues for your own personal edification. Okay? But if you do it in public, you need it to be interpreted or it's not going to edify anyone. If it's for your edification, do it at home. Now, if it's for the edification of the entire body, then it needs to be done by one, two, or three. Let me read it. Tongues is unknown tongues in a public setting. I was just telling the elders how this stuff had me shell-shocked because I saw so much foolishness growing up. Anybody just saw, I mean, tongues was the meter. It was the meter of how spiritual you were. You know, so you go from just a hikamashai, hikamashanda like shanda. Everything had Shonda in it. You name your child Shonda, she had to be blessed in that church because her name got called every time the music started. Shonda! What? Shonda was in everything. Loka my Shonda. Hika my Shonda. Yada Shonda. Let's look that word out. That must mean something. So we saw, you know, we just saw all kind of stuff going on. And so, you know, when I started the church, I was like, well, you know, this is stuff we just ain't going to do for a while. Because we just don't want a bunch of stuff going on. Amen. You go from just, the, the, just on the front row to eat something. Like, yeah, I was in holy language. Until, you know, the preachers are preaching and somebody stand up. Ah, Shandala, Shanda! And then everybody get quiet. Shandala, Shandala, Shanda! And then somebody stand up. Thus saith the Lord. Thus. Thus. Like, thus. And that's all why the preacher's preaching. So he just got to set the mic down. Oh, well, guess what I was saying just didn't mean nothing. God interrupted himself. That's what that is. If the preachers, if, if that happens and the preachers stop preaching, just change churches. Brother, what you got to say, don't nobody want to hear it. God didn't want to hear it. Interrupted you and made you stop. <laughs> no, no, there's, look at somebody say order. So if the preacher's preaching, that's supposed to be God's word going for. So you don't interrupt that. And is it even necessary? Is the sign for the believer or the unbeliever? The tongues. It's for the unbeliever. So why would God interrupt the message to the believers with a message to the unbelievers? Prophecy is for the believers. That's what the preacher's doing with the mic. All unknown tongues in a public setting should be what? Interpreted. Because God is speaking to some unbelievers in there about something that somebody needs to know. But tongues in a private prayer time has no need of public interpretation since it's for the edifying of the individual speaking to God. So if it's to edify you in your private time, you don't have to have it interpreted if you know it's coming from God. But you can if you want to know what you just said. But it should be a language. Can I just teach y'all in here? 1 Corinthians 14 and 27 and 28. If a man speaks in an unknown tongue, what time is it? Okay, let me rush through. Ooh, I got a lot of slides now. 
Y'all learning something though. Y'all good? Okay. Y'all need to know this because this might be the last time. <laughs> if any man speak in an unknown tongue, let it be by two or at the most by what? At the most. Cap it off at three. And that by course, y'all take turns. Yeah. So we don't need everybody just go forth in your holy language, the whole church. Everybody just go forth. The devil just in there. Yeah. He just free. <laughs> Y'all done let me loose. Oh, yeah. All this confusion. It's confusion. I'm the author of this. Oh, this ain't nothing but a bunch of confusion. Who turned the devil loose? Why he jogging around in the But really, that's what you do. You just let him loose with all that confusion. We don't, we'll never do that in there. Ain't nobody gonna ask you to go forth and no, no. English, look at somebody say English at ABC. I don't know if the need will ever arise where we would do it by two or three because we just don't have that big of a base of unbelievers in here that need to hear it and we definitely don't have unbelievers from somewhere else that don't understand English. I'm leaving the door open for it because the Bible says it, but it may never happen. But if there be no interpreter, let him keep silent in the church and let him speak to himself and to God. Is that plain? So I know some of you go forth in tongues because I do. But I ain't doing it in here because there's no need for it here. That's my private prayer time. And I let God move on me and do that as he wills. I don't have to show it off. That's what I'm saying. Tongues was the meter that showed your spirituality. Some folks, that's all they spoke is another language. How you doing, sir? What? Brother, we grew up together in the same neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> we believe the gift of and y'all, yeah, so y'all know that tongues are they're real and it really happened and it can still happen. It's just under certain circumstances it's, it's, it's gonna occur. Amen. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It, it, uh, I know the other one is uh, is it uh, evidence of the infilling of the Holy Ghost? Well, the, the evidence of being filled with the Holy Ghost is the gifts of the Spirit. Give us some time, we'll see the evidence. We don't need no instant evidence because the evidence that was instantly given to them in the book of Acts was for a specific reason. So others could understand them. Right? But, and that didn't happen to everyone. Some of them that were filled, prophesied. Some of them, the Bible said, they just spoke regular. So you can't say that that's the only, it may happen. But it may not. And more than likely, it's not going to happen because there's no need for it. God is more concerned about how you're going to live when you leave the church than what you're saying in the church. Oh, somebody is making plans. Somebody got their purse in their lap right now. Keys in hand. You already hitting the unlock button. Your door is already unlocked in your car. Choo-choo. I'm getting out of here. Healing. We believe the gift of healing is for everyone that believes. Look at somebody say gift. Healing is a gift. It's a gift. We believe the gift of healing is for everyone that believes. We believe that people can be supernaturally healed by healed of physical, emotional, and mental ailments as God so ordains. Amen? Some folks went to heaven without being healed. Jacob limped his whole life and limped his way into heaven. Faith in God's power can bring healing to anyone. We also believe in balance. Look at somebody say balance. 
You're not going to get healed of high blood pressure and all you eat is Funyuns. Gravy on everything. Look at somebody say balance. When it comes to caring for ourselves and not allowing our own decisions to give us various issues in our body. So we have to have balance to make sure we're not the cause of our issues. Psalms 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul, forget not all his benefits, who forgiveth all of our sins, and he healeth all of our what? Diseases. Demons! We believe that demon spirits can oppress Christians and operate through their own fear and unbelief. So are you saying a a, a Christian can have a demon? Brother, I don't know because I can't judge the heart of somebody. That's the age-old question. Anytime somebody's doing deliverance, they, they got to tell you either a person can have one, a person can't have one. Well, I, would, I, I find it very difficult where a person can have a demon in them and the Holy Spirit of God in them. But in order for me to answer that question, I would literally have to judge the individual, which I'm not going to do because I don't know. But I do know demons will hang all over you and be around you if you have certain behaviors. And if you make them mad, they'll come. And start messing with you. Because they're demons. That's their job. Demons work a job. Yeah, they do their job very well because they're upset. They're upset because they're stuck between heaven and hell. So we believe that demon spirits can oppress Christians and operate through their own fear and unbelief. The power of the Holy Ghost. I was telling my wife the other day, you know, I I had this... I remember when I used to travel and speak and different things, and we, man, I'd be casting demons out by the hundreds. I remember when I did part six, it was 18, 15 or 1,800 people manifesting a demon at the same time in Toronto, all of them at the same time. I'm dealing with these demons. I'm dealing with them. With, you know, and I, this was just week after week, three, four times a week, but I'm just a ghetto preacher just doing what God tells me to do. Didn't know about having folks in a seat or having, you know, people praying, just different things that you're supposed to have going on. I'm just kind of just going, and after you start going, you just start going, right? And I would go, and I'd be, when my wife got pregnant with uh, Jonathan, she stopped traveling with me, so I was doing a lot of engagement by myself, or Elder Aaron would go with me, but I'd be in my hotel room. I mean, and I would be under the covers, shaking. I mean, shaking, afraid, because demons would be scratching on my door, pulling my covers, I mean, scratching on the window. Yes. I mean, I'm hearing it. And I would call my wife and tell her, you know, pray, because I, I, I just tell her. I just, I mean, they after me. They just, I mean, I literally dealt with this for years, just traveling. Because, you know, not understanding what I was doing, even though the power of God was doing it, but there was a certain responsibility, I guess, on me to make sure I was, you know, I had people praying and different things. Y'all understand what I'm saying? People looking at me like, what? I, did you forget that this is a human being doing it? Same as Elijah. Elijah's the most powerful prophet ever. But was scared to death of Jezebel. Ran and hid. Shaking, scared. God had to feed him with a raven. Because he wouldn't go nowhere near her. He was so scared of her. And that's how it was with me. I just, I, you know, and I know y'all like, well, but what about the power? Then you go do it. You go do it. I mean, what about the, what about the, what? go do it. I'm telling you what happened to me. 
Oh, folk got some nerve, don't they? Well, if you had done nothing. <laughs> but demons, that's when I learned demons are real and they get mad. Like you make them angry when you cast them out. So they come back and they come to try to visit you. You took their body away. You didn't just take their body away. You permanently took it away. And that person, I still get emails from all of those people. Thousands and thousands of people got delivered. They still contact me. I'm still, fruit still remains. And I be wanting to tell them, bro, you didn't know what that cost me. Yeah. The folks don't understand that. That's just foreign to you. You just, oh, well, if I had done it, that's why you wasn't called. <laughs> Demons would have whooped you naked. They'd never take my clothes off. You'd have been the sons of Stephen. <laughs> Amen. But the God, God called me to do it. He called me to do it, so I do it. But we believe in demon spirits. We believe they can oppress a Christian, bother a Christian, operate through your own fear and unbelief. And that's what was happening to me. It was fear. They was operating through my fear because I felt like I didn't have no backup. I'm just out here. And they were operating through it. Once I got a hold of that and dealt with all of that and, you know, different things, then things definitely got better because I got wiser. I got around some men that could help me. Men told me, pray this prayer, pray that prayer. Howdy. So when I met Will Ford, that that was when everything just kind of started changing because that's what he was well versed in. And when he told y'all the way we met, now you know that was God for us to pull into the airport at the exact same time. And God had already showed him that he was going to be praying for me and we had never met. And so when that happened, that was the answer. That thing started changing. I was able to go through deliverance sessions, all this kind of stuff, get this stuff off of me, peel it off, whatever it was, and go through and be built up through the prayers and have, you know, what I needed to deal with demons. You ain't just going to go making demons mad and they ain't going to come back and retaliate. That's why the Bible says when you cast it out, you got to make sure that house is right. Because if you don't replace it with something, they coming back and bringing seven more. Power of the Holy Ghost can cast demon spirits away from us. Y'all believe that? Amen. Deliverance is possible through living a clean life and allowing the word of God to fill our hearts. When the word fills us, there's no room for him to bring his friends. It's occupied. Membership. We become members of ABC by first becoming members of the body of Christ. You got to be saved to be a member of our church. Because we have decided that this is where we desire to learn and grow spiritually. We decide this based on our dominion in the earth to make a decision and by the leading of the Holy Ghost. It's your prerogative to choose where you go to church. 1 Corinthians 12 and 27. Now ye are the body of Christ. And members in particular. Amen? So you got to be saved. You can't join in. You got to be born again. See how I changed that? Physical growth. Y'all know we're not in the numbers in here, right? We grow in size based on God's addition. Look at somebody say only. Only. We don't advertise. We don't have flyers. We don't pass out leaflets. I'm not on a billboard. You know, they put the one over the, at, over the exit on the freeway. We don't advertise. We don't do any of that. We just let those that come, come. We let those that leave, leave. Amen? 
Though we desire to be comfortable and have conveniences, air condition, this jib, camera, lights, instruments, all of this stuff. Man, we got some nice stuff at this church. TV screens. Look at them in the back just chilling with the screens. So we desire to be comfortable and, and we like conveniences, but we will not spend what we do not have and obligate ourselves above what we are able to comfortably maintain financially. Acts 2 and 47, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily. How did he add? Such as what? He didn't add a bunch of unsaved folks so he could have offering. He added such that spiritual growth. We will continue to grow in the spirit as we search the scriptures for truth and revelation. We will not hold on to any tradition or religious obligation that conflicts or contradicts God's written word. This is a process, right? This is a process. Some things might change. I, we might have believed one thing. I might have believed one thing. And then I get a little more information and find out that it, it needs to change. And that's okay. Because we're human. You'll be the first to know. This is the process. We will grow from glory to glory, grace to grace in the manner that God institutes. Amen? Ephesians 4 and 11. He gave some apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Order! The vision of our house has been given to our pastor. Doesn't that just make sense? <clears throat> he didn't give it to multiple people. You wouldn't need a pastor. There was no committee pastoring in the Bible days. It just didn't happen that way. So when God spoke and rebuked the seven churches of Asia, who did he, who, who did he rebuke? He rebuked the pastor. Then he told them to repent. But he didn't just tell the pastor to repent. He told the entire church to repent. Or else. Right? That was the threat. So he gave him a space to repent. He rebuked the pastor, gave him a space to repent. Did he shut the church down? No. Now, if anybody could have shut it down, wouldn't Christ be the one? He didn't shut none of them down. And some of them was doing some, they was wilding. He didn't shut them down. So that's God's order. That's the way he deals with pastors. Becoming a member of ABC denotes that you are in full support of and desire to follow his leadership and vision. That only makes sense. Why would I be somewhere where I don't want to follow the vision? What am I trying to do? Cause division. As pastor, he is serving to God first and then God's people. Jeremiah 3 and 15, and I will give you pastors according to my heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. And that's just your choice. You go anywhere, it's going to be the same rule. Anywhere. Time. We start our fellowship promptly. We do not start a minute later than the appointed time because we believe in being good stewards with the times that we set in order. Everybody can't amen on that. Go on, clap, Brother Andre. Clap loud so everybody in your section can start clapping with you because that's back there where folks creep in. <laughs> Hebrews 12 and 28. <laughs> Hebrews 12 and 28. <laughs> Wherefore, we receive in a kingdom which cannot be moved. Let us have grace whereby we may serve God. How? Acceptably with reverence and what? Why do you fear your boss more than you fear God? Giving. ABC depends on the offerings that we give each week to function and provide a place of worship.
please be generous and give as you are led of God to give because the way you give is the way you're going to receive. Y'all already know that, right? Amen. If you give with a red lobster claw, your life is going to be like lobsters. What do lobsters do? Just fight each other, pull each other down when one try to get up. If you are being fed and spiritually enlightened by the work, then it should be your desire to support this work with the finances that God has allowed you to receive. Does that just make sense? St. Corinthians 9 and 7, every man according as he has purpose in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth a what? I want to be loved by God. Our initial focus of ABC is spiritual growth. We want to grow spiritually, focus on the group of believers that are present by equipping them for ministry in their homes first and then abroad. So we don't do a lot of mission stuff. We ain't sending money over to overseas. We ain't sending for women. We're trying to deal with the folks. That, we have enough problems here. We're trying to get the folks here right. Amen. We ain't no need to send somebody overseas when I need to send you to apologize to your daddy across the street. I just preached in here. Send you to your, to your mama so you can make up with her. She's just a, a, a county away. Send you to big mama's house. Nothing wrong with missions. Nothing wrong with any of that. I'm just telling you here. Okay? That's our priority here. This is what God has told me for here. As God leads our pastor, he will lead the people of ABC. And as the people of ABC are blessed, they will bless others. This is the focus of fellowship. So we may come to the maturity in Christ and further his kingdom work on earth. Acts 28 and 30. And Paul dwelt two whole years in his own hired house and received all that came in unto him for two years in his house. Preaching the kingdom of God. People coming in, he's preaching to them. Teaching them those things which concern the Lord Jesus with all confidence. No man did he forbid. Security. ABC has security for our premises. We'll enforce it when necessary. Amen. Please be advised that our pastor security team, many others are CHL certified, carry weapons at all times. We will not tolerate threats, physical altercations, or any behavior that endangers our pastor or any members of ABC. You will be forcibly Eject. Luke 22 and 36. Then said he unto them, but now he that hath a purse, let him take it. And likewise his script. And he that hath no sword, let him sell his garment and buy one. Who said that? Time to go sword shopping. Before this next president comes. Organizational status, ABC will remain a church under law, but not, will not apply for 501c3 status. We'll never do that. You can file your giving under charitable giving if you desire, and the government will issue your tax credit regardless of whether an organization in Texas is 501c3 or not. Home, the first obligation for all men and women is their homes. We are, this is what we teach. It makes some people mad. I don't care. We ought to function in our homes in the manner that God requires first. This is the first foundation created by God and should be the backbone of all Christian fellowships. 1 Corinthians 7 and 32, but I would have you without care, carefulness. He that is unmarried careth for the things that belong to the Lord, how he may please the Lord. But he that is married careth for the things which are of the world, how he may please his what? So it's about the home in here. Attire. We do not stipulate, as you can tell, we don't stipulate attire while attending our fellowship service. Nothing wrong with wearing suits, ties, Nothing wrong with looking the way folks look and stuff. There's, there's nothing wrong with that. We just don't. I mean, we don't require it, and we just, you know, whatever. We just ask that we all be respectful and adorn ourselves in a manner that is appropriate for a church gathering. 
1 Corinthians 8 and 9. But take heed, lest by any means this liberty of yours becomes a, oh, a stump. Don't be making folks stumble because of what you got on. Denomination. We are not a part of any denomination or tier group of leadership, but we are members of the body of Christ as a whole. We do believe in accountability, but ours is relational and not autocratic, meaning we don't have a leader above us forcing our hand. First Peter 5 and 5. Likewise, ye younger, submit yourselves unto your elder, unto the elder. Yea, all of you be subject to one another, be clothed with humility, for God resisteth the proud, giveth grace unto the humble. Amen. Elders, the elders of ABC assist in the conducting of business, overseeing ministry issues, dealing with general problems in the church membership. They are elected by our pastor. First Timothy 5 and 1, rebuke not an elder, but do what? Treat him like a father, and the younger men as brethren. That's the problem. Some folks treat their fathers like crap. Deacons are selected to facilitate, manage the general needs of the church. Deacons serve the needs of the church body. 1 Timothy 3 and 13. For they that have used the office of a deacon well purchased to themselves a good degree and great boldness in the faith which is in Christ Jesus. Our deacons, we have the best ever. Brothers are always on point and their wives, the deaconesses, you're a deaconess because you're married to a deacon. We don't have single deaconesses. No, churches have single deaconesses. We just don't because that makes no sense to me. Spiritual gifts. These are managed in the body by our pastor, utilized as needed. We keep order at ABC concerning spiritual giftings. We do not allow outbursts, uncontrollable actions to manifest. We desire that all exercise, restraint, and temperance concerning supernatural. Restraint and temperance concerning supernatural activity. Amen. Don't be trying to get your gift on on the side. Amen. Don't be conjuring and trying to... Now, I believe God gives dreams to people, visions to people, all those things. Amen. 1 Corinthians 14 and 40. Let all things be done decently and what? We're going to have order at ABC. Some folk don't like order. Positions. All workers of ABC must be diligent and selfless. Any opportunity to serve this ministry must be approached cautiously, seeing that the work is unto God and what? Not man. What we do for the church as servants should never be used as an opportunity to be seen by others or to rule over others. Ephesians 4 and 16. From whom the whole body fit jointly together, compacted by that which every joint supply, according to the effectual working in the measure of every part, make an increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. This is our third year here at North Richland Hills. So we thank God for the facility he's given us and thank God for, it's a wonderful facility. For all that we do here, room for the kids, a co-op, we got room. I mean, it's just a wonderful facility. I thank God for all of you for being a part of this church. I hope every last one of you have benefited from being here. And I pray to God that you stay here. I really do. But you may move on. And if you move on, just move on the right way. Don't leave mad and try to take somebody with you. Ooh, you need to pray. Y'all need to pray. Sure we do. I hope we praying. Everybody stand to your feet. Don't be ratchet in everything you do. My God. Just ratchet. Ratchet. Leave the church ratchet. Just, I mean, just everything has to be ratchet. There should be some maturity eventually. Amen.
And then there should be some fasting and praying before you make a life-altering decision. And uproot. You ever uprooted a plant? When you uproot a plant, you lose stuff. Yeah, if you, and if you pull it up the wrong way, you can't replant it. You can't replant it. It's going to die. But these are our, this is, this is who we are. This, this, did y'all get enough information today to kind of know what's going on in here? Amen. We keep it basic, streamlined, simple. We just, that's what we are here. But we leave room for God to be God. We leave room for supernatural, whatever he's going to do. We leave room for that because God may, we don't know what he's going to do. Amen. All these miracles and stuff that was happening in here, I wasn't even expecting that. I just wanted his presence in here. But when his presence came, he brought gifts to his people. And that's what it's all about. Amen. Everyone bow your heads. Father God, we just thank you, Lord, for this word. Thank you for these directives. Thank you, God, for, Lord, your, your gifts, your callings. We thank you, God, for all that you have done for us. We thank you, Lord, for being mindful of us and just giving us a place where we can come together and fellowship and, and with like-minded believers and love one another and grow together, God, and, and experience you together. And Father, I pray now, even for each and every person here, that we would begin to seek even more of your manifest presence. God, the presence, the power, the dunamis power of your Holy Ghost to come and give us empowerment, Father God, and give us the, the, the gifts and different things that we're needing, Father God, just evidence, miracles, and all the things that you want to do for us. I pray, God, that we will begin to seek you. We don't seek manifestations. We don't seek gifts. We don't seek money. We don't seek accolades. We don't seek your power. We just seek you. But with you comes all of those things. So God, help us to fall in love with the process of seeking you so we can have what it is you desire for each and every one of us. We'll stay in your presence, Lord. We'll forsake the world. We'll turn things off. We'll get off to ourselves. God, whatever we need to do, we'll do so that we can have more of you. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. You've been listening to A True Church Perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of the Adamant Believers Council in North Richland Hills, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas 76124, or donate online at exministries.com. 